knowledge that you need because the art of war is ready now you can you can have it now that's right where do they need to go hardluckshow.com hardluckshow.com the buy tab buy tab and then follow the link it'll take you to gumroad right five bucks it's on gumroad you can also look for hard luck show on gumroad and you can see all of our audio material that you can buy but let me tell you something this thing is so insidiously fucking good that you will level up just by purchasing you don't even have to listen to it you'll level up then when you listen to it that's three more levels right five dollars and if we sell 500 units i'll paint my nails and everybody can clown the shit out of me right all right so let's go so what you're about to hear is the final episode, like the conclusion of The Art of War. We played the intro. Yes. And we went over that, and now we're going to test out the conclusion, so check it out. So this, you have the before, this is the after. Okay. All right, now look it. <clears throat> the Hard Luck crew has gone through, read through, noted, denoted, explicated, Peeled back. Uh, explained, dissected, analyzed, post-mortem, weighed the organs. Pulled looked, apart. Pulled apart. Uh, investigated the shiny helmets. We've done it all. <laughs> and yep. uh, what you're listening to now, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, is sort of our wrap-up and some of our takeaways. And it's going to be everything, all right? So don't expect... Don't cut ahead to this and think that this is the Cliff Notes version and you're going to know everything you need nope, to know. No, you got to start from the gate. If you really want the real shit. If you want to improve. Yeah, if you want to stay stupid, just listen to this. Yeah, but that, if you want to gain right. what we've laid out. Right. What we've graciously and generously laid out for you guys. Sprinkled with nuggets of wisdom. Nuggets, motherfucker. Nuggets, gold, and jewels. <laughs> so, in any event, uh, I kind of want to first. I want to throw it to sh- to old Blue Eyes. Yeah, let's get Blue Eyes. The, the quiet top. one. The yes. quiet one. And I want to ask him. Quiet warrior. Yeah, the quiet warrior. Still waters run deep. Art of war. Quiet warrior. Right. Sneak attack. Sneak attack. Sean. Yes. Right. Like when he sneak attacks uh, Schwartz. Yes. <laughs> Schwartz doesn't know what he's walking into <laughs> when he asks Sean a question. And Sean the goes, element of Sean. Yes. <laughs> Sean, what was your experience in the in total process of recording it and everything? Uh, there was a lot of... Uh, the fuck is that? Okay. There was a lot of... Um, What's beeping? This, uh, this guy. Okay. What does that mean, Ali? Something's happening. Okay. Go ahead. What? Forget that. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of stuff that was really hard to follow and like, uh, you know, decipher how it's going to apply to, you know, every situation and that sort of thing. Right. But I think like the main thing that I kind of came away with that it, everything is important. Like it's important to pay attention to everything, all the minor details. Mm-hmm. And that... Um, I think sometimes you overlook like the fundamentals or like, you know, you're going through something, you're, you're 
attacking something, something in your life. Okay. And then all, sometimes we, we disregard some things that they're not important, but everything's important. It's important to set yourself up and pay attention to all the details instead of like, you know, ignoring some things or, mm. you know, <laughs> thinking that something's not going to affect you or whatever, that everything is important. Mm. And, uh, I guess to like, kind of like lubricate the system, right? To set yourself up, to make sure that everything runs smoothly. That's you, interesting. To prevent failure in every degree possible. Mm-hmm. Was there anything surprising about the recording process? Like when you were going through and setting up the chapters and recording all that and how the dynamic that we developed from an audio standpoint, was there anything that you felt was uh, worth noting or you were surprised by? No, not that I can, not that it, you know, would be notable. <laughs> great. Yeah. Thank you. That's great. Well, were you thinking of something specific? Um, no. You know what I thought of was, you know what? I'll tell you something. A lot of times you're very nonchalant about a lot of shit that goes on, even with the show. Like yes, somebody agreed. fucking noted like Sean finally liked something on Instagram mm. and I like snapshotted that and shared it and everybody thought it was hilarious because everybody knows that for some reason you don't you're not very excited about what you and we do really like you don't show it maybe you are inside but you don't show it Mm. right okay so then what i saw in you when we were doing it was it you i don't know what you thought it was going to be originally like you kind of thought like oh you know what what's going to happen they're going to read some shit but as we went into it you were like proud you were like wow this is actually fucking deep i think yeah, I don't comment on a lot of, lot of stuff that I think should be, um, <laughs> like if it meets the requirement, if it's like at the at the medium level, I'm not going to comment. Right. Right. Unless yeah. it's like superior to to my expectations, then I'll I'll probably tell you something or I'll comment or whatever. Right. Like when Ali shows up and he does a good job and he actually puts something together. Yeah. Then I'll comment to Ali like, "Fucking a, bro." That was Good. great. Yeah, great shit. He finally, somebody finally came through for us. Right? Yeah. Um, but if, <laughs> when Schwartz is over here and, and maintaining the fucking equilibrium, yeah. I'm probably not going to give him praise, you know, just because like you're maintaining the equilibrium. Right. Now you're yeah. a hard fucking- Bare minimum. Dude, this guy is a fucking tough audience. Well, bro. I think I'm not yeah. going to give, uh, it's got to be heartfelt, right? You're not mm. going to get something that's like half-hearted. Mm. I'm not going to mm. comment- and be like, oh, bro, you did such a great job. Right, right, when, right, right. When you really just right. did the... No politics for you. Right. right. All right. So, Steve, going through this process on the Art of War, what were your takeaways? What did you feel? Oh, I first want to state that I, I had ridden uh, Sun Tzu's Art of War a couple times uh, in the past. I got turned on to that book when I was incarcerated and read it. And I think a mark of a great book is that no matter when you pick the book up, it, it can pertain to present time for you in your life. Like you can apply it at any point in time when you pick up that, you know, a book. And that book's like that. But, you know, also kind of, I think I read through things just naturally. I think I was in prison when I read both times. And there were words that I stumbled upon that I just kind of like bypassed. I didn't, I didn't have a dictionary. I didn't know what it meant. Mm. And I just kind of like, interpreted the way i did so there were some things that i wasn't quite clear on and then when we reread them 
and reading it with a guy like you, Chumon, I mean, I was missing nothing. And I remember different words coming back up, and I was like, oh, that's what that meant? I kind of positioned it differently. So I got a lot of information that I wasn't aware of when we reread it. Uh, it just took on a new meaning. It helped me by having you, even though a lot of times I was reading to have you break it down, yeah. I gained from, from the art of war. Overall, I I think that, I think the biggest thing overall that I took away is that these, these the information that comes in that book is not just about war. Right. It's about life. It's about <clears throat> reading your surroundings, un understanding yourself understanding others and being able to like it, it's a deep book man and uh i pulled so much away from it you know it can help us with our podcast it can help us with your law firm for sure it can help sean with his, his audio engineer i mean it, it helped me in in a lot of different ways i really man dude there's just, it's it, there's a lot to it you know? i want to say something man because yeah. you said you triggered something in me and uh i think that this book is definitely the one that you want to keep on your shelf and always hold on to because depending on what you're going through, you're mm -hmm. going to read it from a perspective of that, right? So same with this, this recording, I guess, is that if you hold on to this interpretation of the art of war and you might listen to it now and like have some sort of vision about what you're going through and how the art of war applies to that. But then like, you know, two years from now, you could put on this recording yeah. and the interpretations will mean something completely different because you're in a different, you know, point in your life or you're going through something new or mm. you're starting a business or something like that. I, I think too, though, Chumai, I mean, I think we talked about this too. I think maybe two thirds into the book, we all kind of came up with kind of a conclusion that like, this guy is built for one thing and one thing only. Right. Right. And that was right. like war. Like, and I think that at times when I read the book, I think in my head where I was in life, I looked at it and I was like, I'm going to try and be and try and follow this. And I'm going to, you know, but yeah. as I get older, I realize it's showing you that. And it's like, you can, you, you can take little pieces of it. I don't think you're like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I look at it now and it's like, yeah, it's showing me so much and I can take different pieces of it and kind of rework it and apply it in my life. But I don't have to be a soldier to do that. It's, it's like, it's just good. It's just a great blueprint. Why is this always seem to come up in prison, in literature that people in prison read? Well, this is because this is like, this is the type of literature that's going to uh, promote or, or help you to be. It's weird because there are certain books... Organize, that, move, like there is that whole soldier piece to it. And as we read that book, if that's what you're doing, you're forming an army or you're forming a, a unit of guys, then that book's going to do nothing but help you and the, the soldiers you're aligning with. I remember that you and Lepke were talking about a book, and it might have been Murder Machine, Inc., mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. That you guys had to hide. Murder Machine. Right. Yes. That you had to hide because it was like you guys are in prison. You shouldn't be reading that shit or something. What was? The, why did you guys hide the book amongst each other? No, I think it, out of popularity, people were trying to get the hands uh, on that book. Because I was thinking like, the last thing I would want prisoners reading is the it's art of war. 
Well, there and there are no, there are publications that they don't want people. Yes, that they that they don't want them reading. Right. Yeah, because right. of that type of like they consider it some type of you know, you know the art propaganda of, promoting fucking you know I, the art of prison war, gangs. The order, <clears throat> the art of war. You know, th- so Sun Tzu right is supposed to have written it and really i think in the chinese translation when you really literally translate it it means like war method mm-hmm. right and it's about being methodical it was written in a time of the way books were written differently than they're written now right right now we have you know word processors and all the shit so when you write something you can write a lot of shit but when this was written it was like hand transcribed so in the time of that type of writing, <clears throat> when it's like the guy who's actually writing the book that has the knowledge, mm-hmm. he's not the one necessarily painting the fucking letters. Right. 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 That's just some fucking idiot that his job is to paint letters. So the guy. So think about this. Sun Tzu or right. Uh, the collection of generals, maybe. You know, they might have said it was one, but there's a question as to who is the actual author, if there's even one author, right? Same sure. shit with all the books back then. Right. The Bible, the fucking Bible. Sure. They're all all like sorts that. of people were weighing in even on this Even the Buddha, right. Nobody knows really. Cause nobody, wasn't probably wasn't one person. Right. right. So <clears throat> this was distilled um, after the warring period, in, in which was like a 200-year civil war in China. 200-year mm. civil war. So... So, but those guys had this knowledge in their head. Meaning, almost probably verbatim the way you see it. Because memorization at that time, that was how you stored knowledge. So it was more important. It was more important, but it was also intrinsically part of your your thing. The Romans, right? They didn't. They didn't rely on. A, they had books, but mostly everything was done orally. Like everybody was going to come, and there were scores in legions of people who were trained in the arts of memorization, hmm. so that they could store this information, so that they could regurgitate the Homer, the Iliad, the fucking whatever, at any time. Right. So that was how knowledge was done, and in fact, Plato is thought to have hated books. He thought that was for simple-minded fuck faces who didn't have the fucking uh, gravitas or like strength or power to actually... And he was like, if it's not worth memorizing, it's not worth really knowing. If you could just write it in a book and then go to it, it's probably like lame knowledge. It's probably like watered-down fucking bullshit knowledge, right? So these guys, <clears throat> Plato, Aristotle... And probably tons of Chinese dudes and all, everyone around the world. It wasn't just those guys. Everyone in the ancient world, without um, normal books and all this other shit, they had to go around and just recount this shit from memory, right? That's how they came up with the memory method. Memory method, which I'm about to drop on motherfuckers right now. Well, I mean, even the Buddhists, right? They memorized all the stories of Buddha and then created some sort of like school. The Dharmapada. Right. And then the Upanishads were the Pali, on... The Pali Canon. The Pali Canon. Not the Upanishads. The Upanishads right. is Hindu. But the Pali Canon is everything that you read is like 100 years after right. the guy that actually did it. Jesus, Buddha, Plato, all of them. Plato is, 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 is not... That's actually... Um, something that was done from memory from one of his students who, who put that down. No, Socrates, sorry. 
Plato wrote what Socrates said. Socrates said, Socrates is the one that hated books. Socrates is the one who gave Plato a bunch of knowledge. Plato writes it all down and it's captured in that way. But the point of the matter is, is everybody was memorizing stuff back then. Okay. That was part of the deal. So there was a method and all of the ancients had discovered it and it mm-hmm. was called the journey method. Really? Okay. And what it is, is you know, created all the ancient, everyone in the old days knew that if you wanted to memorize a long body of work, you had to use this method. Okay. And uh, I only know about it because when I was training for law school and you have to memorize all the shit in law school, you don't get notes or anything. I was like, I went to all these memory geniuses, right? And and illegally downloaded their fucking work to find out like, <laughs> how do you, what's the method? Yeah. And they all said, this is it. It's simple. And you can memorize scores and numbers. You could memorize an entire book. Absolutely. So long as you use this method. And I use this method, the journey method, an ancient method, a Roman method, an ancient Chinese method. And that is how I passed the bar on the first go. And what it is, is they discovered that the human mind is set up to remember locations better than anything else. So, like, if you think about where you're living right now, Steve, right, you can actually envision going upstairs, going to the bathroom. You didn't have to memorize that. No. Right? It's already laid out. Sean, if you think about your apartment and even the street in front of it, right? Mm -hmm. You have zero difficulty being able to imagine yourself parking in front, walking up those little steps to the left, opening up the screen door, going in. There's the front room. There's the couch. None of that required you to memorize. It was auto. Auto. Otto Van Bismarck. So the Otto Van Bismarck. <laughs> so the point is, is that when Sean, when you say like, oh, I don't have a good memory, it is a canard because you do remember all these locations. In fact, you might even be, you might even be able to remember other places where you grew up and all this other stuff, right? Okay. So what the ancients discovered was if you put a mnemonic device, right? Let's say, say I want to memorize the art of war. Right, this is a fucking premium. Listen up, assholes. Art of war, you can make like a mental image, right? And show like, I don't know, like a painting getting shot at by a cannon. Be like, okay, art war, right? And you put that on the front steps of your apartment, blue eyes. And then you went to each major point in the art of war, the chapters, and you designed in your mind, and yeah, it does take a little effort to do that. But you were to put images along the way. Images. That's the most important piece. Images along the way in a path that you charted out yourself. You said, okay, I'm going to come home, go to the front room. Then I'm going to go into the kitchen. I'm going to turn to the stove. Then I'm going to go to the toilet. Then I'm going to go into the bedroom. Then I'm going to walk out of the bedroom. And if along the way you put all the different images from the art of war and you ran through that three times you would be surprised at how much you would be able to remember. Wow. Yeah. And each of one of those images, wow. you could tie to some chapters or whatever. Wow. So that's how these books were written in the mind before that fucking idiot who paints it actually painted it down. How much has that been sharpened and, and 
brought to the forefront this kind of idea of like, it it's interesting because it's it's not out there in the public discourse but I, I, but, but I, I understand that because i haven't heard it, but is there uh have they exp- exp- i would imagine by now they've expounded a million different ways on that they might have but i haven't come across it but i don't know if like the cia or the nsa or high top military f- dudes who got to memorize shit i don't know if they developed a little bit more techniques but that right. technique is so solid I mean, it's real solid. You'd be surprised at how much you will remember in, in a space with barely visiting it. There's another one where you, they call it relationship. I don't want to get on that. Uh, we're getting off anyway, the we'll top of it. But my point is, is so when I went into Art of War and was looking at that book, I realized what that was, was. Was uh, that? It was not only was it that, but it was real boiled down. Okay, there wasn't a lot of extra meat on the bone. There was no like, oh, uh, you know, no. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it was very concentrated. Right, they had burned off all of the fucking bullshit. Cut. Yeah, mm. but pure the, dope. Right. So what that meant to me though was that. <laughs> what that meant to me. Ninety nine point nine percent. Was stepped on. No at all. stepped on. Yeah. No backdoor Sally. Right. Straight fucking la coca buena. Hey, Schwartz still can't find King Salmon. Ah, la coca buena. He's probably doing coke in the alley. Go look for him. Fucking salmon is insane. Salmon. And he fucking, where's my coffee at, man? I know. This motherfucker, man. So I'm trying to be nice to this fucking guy. You see, I give him a chance. He doesn't want it. He he wants to be a fucked off. All right. All right. But, 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 okay. So it's boiled down to the reason why I'm saying all that is to say this. Mm. That book is not meant to be read once. Right. I agree with you 100%. There, every sentence in that book, you could probably sit there and like you don't have to let it marinate for like a week and you might get 10 new reflections out of that. Right. It's got meanings on deeper, deeper levels. And I also in reading that book, I realized the whole thing was meant to be written together because he he lays out definitions. And then in the next chapter, he'll go back and explain how it all works. What man, dude? Yes, you're right. And in, in reading that book, it made me think a lot about Kobe Bryant. It made me think a lot about Kobe Bryant. Because, Why? Because that's how Kobe approached his basketball career. He didn't approach it like a normal NBA fuckhead. He might have even approached it colder and craftier than Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I mean, listen, I love Michael Jordan. I ain't going to go out and... Sure. But in this, it, it, he started when he was 13 planning on how to beat everybody in the NBA and be the greatest of all time. Kobe did. And he started shaving off. He, like when Nike finally got to him, he was already in the mindset of how to make the shoes lighter and how to attach a sock directly to the shoe so it wouldn't slip to give him a slight edge over everyone else that had regular socks and shoes. That is an art of war mentality where you are looking at every piece of equipment and thinking about how you can use it to get 10% edge on Mm. somebody else. You see, like, and that's a perfect example of, like, uh, what he just said was a perfect example of 
why Michael Jordan probably is the most important and most the greatest basketball player ever. Why? Because for a guy like Kobe Bryant to even come up with an idea of thinking about a tennis shoe, that happened because of Michael Jordan. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't even think it's an even comparison. But uh, yes, bro. Okay, I get what you're saying. I get hey, what, you, hey, I get hey, what listen, you're saying on hey. that because Kobe... When you hear him talk, man, he, he he does have that type of mentality. He's cold. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's not a likable dude. It's not about anything except getting the W with him. Absolutely. And no excuses. So I, I get it because I know he's like that. Yeah. And, and and I'll say this. He spent a lot of time. Re- you like that guy, Kobe Bryant. I don't know if I like him. I like his method. I, I, I respect his commitment. And his work ethic. Which that falls under commitment. Right. Yeah. If you, if you, because I could see that you're a hey, brother. Everybody knows about that guy. Everybody knows about how that guy operated in that area. And you're a Kobe Bryant in fucking your field, bro. Listen, you guys get down the same way. All I'll tell you is, is that well, he met Michael Jordan when he was I don't know how old, mm-hmm. like whatever, because I didn't realize his dad was in the basketball. His dad was a player, played in in European leagues, but. Kobe was saying that he studied the referees and their rule books and their guides. Okay. And when he did that, he he mapped out where when they had to run. Hmm. So that he would know what spaces they couldn't look into, where he could fucking cheat and hit someone in the face or do whatever. Fuck. That's how serious Kobe was about the game. Hmm. And so he was looking for holes in it. He found the holes for the refs. Right. And that's how he got another little bit of an advantage. So my point being is art of war is like that. You're taking everything and making it work. Everything like Sean said means something. Right. Do not overlook anything because I'm gonna show you why that He's going to change the whole game down the road. Right. And that's why in the art of war, he starts out with, this is war. And if you want to try to put like fancy rules on it and look good and have like a shiny fucking whatever, you're not really cut out for that. Well, right. He reminds you of that when they behead them cats. Remember? The fucking horse. He's like, whoa. Right. No, we're cool. We're fine. Right. And he's like, so, yeah. and that's when he was saying, and that's why he's looking at. So the art of war to me, what I take away from it is, it does apply to anything in life. The art of war crystallized for me that it is possible to really collect a W if you're willing to look at every single piece of the game. Mm. Like, if you're playing Monopoly and all you're doing is looking at the pieces moving around the board and you don't even know what the board's made out of, if you're looking at Monopoly and you're not thinking about, wait, what day of the week is it and who's coming over and what are their right, personalities of course, like? Of course. If you're not taking all that into account, then you're not really playing Monopoly. You're just an asshole that's just fucking wasting another hour on a Saturday. And if you're the kind of person that is saying, like, I don't want to play Monopoly like that, yeah. You don't. So get the fuck out. But I respect the cats. I don't want to play Monopoly. I want to do other things, but I don't want to play that game like that. But whatever game you're about to play, Mm -hmm. if you really are going to play that game, Mm -hmm. then you should look to the art of war and what we went through, what we talked about, what we examined. 
and apply those principles and you will stop collecting L's and being mediocre, but you are guaranteed to rise to the top. This is why they're reading in prison. You you answered your own question. How so? That's what they're trying to accomplish and be. When you said, are you really want to be about it? If you're really, really about it, if this is what you... Yes. They don't have the... They don't have to worry about the chick. They don't have to worry about the family. They don't have to worry about pain. But they worry about is strategizing power. Or, <sighs> so it is all about that for those guys. Their lives are devoted to it. There is no other life. It's all a big... And, and and what's cool about that is the art of war peels that back and says, like, yeah. in a situation like that, for the dudes that are really down, right, maybe the dudes that are really down ain't the loudest about being down. Well, they aren't. And I, I, yes, it says all that, bro. It breaks it all down. You could apply that book just in terms of, like, a that scenario. And it really, really breaks it down. Like, you know, man, just... People, man, and 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 I, I think like I think that we were kind of uh, not surprised, but I think we all kind of took notice that somewhere in that book, at some point in that book, you have to say to yourself, "Is everything I'm looking at being kind of posed a certain way? Is there somebody else like watching me? Right, like." Um, it, there's so much deceit in some of this and leading on and that for you're sure. like for a moment you have to be like you know so that it, it, it's it's very I don't know how to say that but anyways it's no uh, and the, the other aspect of it is is that if you're gonna be a leader like you're gonna lead men or women or people you're gonna have to be alone because you gotta con- keep your own counsel and trick motherfuckers into doing their best yeah and you can't be like their friend you can't be liked. You, i mean you can well that's what we were talking about that this guy wouldn't be a human being right <laughs> because you just you would lack some other skills because you're all in on this right but all, and, and also you're gonna be sitting there thinking to yourself like you know you know um you know this person only responds <laughs> if i fucking do this so i'm gonna have to do that Right, and I can't, they, dude. I can't. If I cut any more of my wife's toes off, she's not gonna have a foot. <laughs> I can't. I can't pile around with this dude. Like this dude can't see me like that. No, I gotta occupy a different space with this dude. Because if I'm friends with him, then it's gonna be lackadaisical time. It's shit like uh, they like he in, in oh so many words like the captain can't see the soldier. The soldier right. can't see the captain's sweat. Right. The captain must never. Right. Allow. Because that will cause this. Right. And in turn, that will cause that. Right. right. There's a bunch of those. Bro- and that's, you guys listening right now, that's the psychology of this fucking book. You right. could be a politician. Right. And you could gain from this whole book. It's all about, it really is an art of strategizing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, for the W. How do you win? There ain't no feelings attached to this. There, and let me tell you guys something. There ain't no cheating. It's war, right? People always want to say some stupid shit, right? Well, I fucking sucker punch. Sorry, man, dude. This is the life around, man. This fair. (laughs) What? This is the life we chose. Yeah, yeah, man. I didn't complain. I didn't ask who put that bullet in Mo Green's head. I said to myself, this is the life we chose. 
Papa. Hey, uh, Sean. Now that you've heard all that, where, where, where do you? Do, did anything else come out for you after that? Uh, no, I mean it just rings true that yeah, everything is important, every little microscopic detail. But like going in research, what you said about the monopoly thing is fucking great, man. You know, if you want to be like, if you want to be the best. I was thinking when you were talking about Kobe Bryant, I was thinking about uh, one of the greats for me. Well, the goat is Jerry Rice. Okay, Jerry Rice was always like, you know, I'm always thinking that that guy's working harder than me. Right, it it Uh propels me to work harder than him. Right, right, right. But that even that is not enough. You can't just rest on that. Because think about all the hours in the day. If you both are working the same, there's only a certain amount of hours in the day. Y'all both could be training the same amount, but to give yourself the extra edge, you got to look at every fucking detail and give yourself that 1%, that 2%, that 3% advantage. Yeah, somebody was saying that at the top of the sports games, right? Mm -hmm. Like the difference between a Michael Jordan and somebody else is like 2% difference. Right. And that's all the difference between greatest of all time and just another fucking chowder head. I remember, uh, I remember, uh, I've heard Chumahan say a couple of times too, like, you would be uh, surprised at what the human body can do. Mm-hmm. That oh, our mind, sure. like, and I remember I was, I was an interview with Derek Jeter and he was like, man, <laughs> we can, you can do so much more than what you think you can oh, do. For, or, sure. for sure. And he was talking about log, like, just, uh, you know, the mind and it, it kind of breaking down. This book is... It's a great book, man. I would advise, you know, especially, and I don't want to sound uh, chauvinistic, but guys, I, I would, you know, guys that are starting your own business, guys that are in business, guys that are, it doesn't matter, like, pick up this book. All you're going to do is absorb game and pick up game on, and there's probably you know, multiple things that you can pick up from that book that are going to help and, sharpen your edge. And, and that's the difference that Hard Luck Show gives to its supporters and fans and the general audience at large is that we made it a accessible. Like, right. we broke it down. Broke we, that shit down. And, chapter, chapter, word for word. You don't need no dictionary. We broke it all down, man. We're giving up this game to you guys. I challenge motherfuckers, because it's audio. So I challenge you to not just listen to it once, because once you mm-hmm. listen to it, you're going to get, like, some. Yeah. I challenge a motherfucker to listen to it, and I bet you multiple times multiple times and even in the background so that it's just it's just soaking into your unconscious because i promise yes. you what yes. you're going to get is new ideas and new strategies without much effort other than just listening to it in the background you like laying down we're spoon feeding it to you uh i'm telling you right now this is like marinating your brain mm. in the best fucking steak sauce that could ever be imagined Lay your little butt down. Lay your little butt mm-hmm. down. Your and we're going to play the airplane game. Right. And we're going to spoon feed you. Right. The art of war. Because prom- you need it. I promise you, after a month of that. <laughs> a month. I'm, I'm not even, I was going to say like 10 and be nice to people, but like, fuck it. You really want to learn something. Let it sit in the background for a month, marinate in your mind. In fact, I even challenge you to apply just one fucking sentence. One right. sentence. Listen, 
God damn it. I hear people tell me about how deep they are. You read a lot of books, just like Eric Thomas says. Motherfucker, I don't give a shit how many books. Apply one sentence to your fucking life and watch it change miraculously before Eric your eyes. Eric Thomas, that's the guy I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact that reading, people read books <laughs> less and less. Less and less. Less and less. Less and less. People do not. I mean, yeah, I don't want to say they read less because they're probably reading their fucking every post on Instagram, but they're not picking up books. You guys aren't. And there's so much knowledge out there. And and one of the things I love about my partner so much is that he reads, man. That's partially the reason he's so intelligent. I'm telling you guys that we understand that. I understand. People don't have time to go get the book. They're not into it. They don't want to sit there. This is why we're creating this series of audiobooks. Right. We feel there's some absolutely necessary information out there that we want to share with our listeners. Not everybody. This, our listeners. This is how kings are educated. Right. You just sit the you guys just have to turn on and tune in to the hard luck show. We're gonna start breaking down gifts. And spoon feeding them to yep. you guys. Yeah, Hard Luck University. Hard Luck University. And we're starting with this. Art of War. Uh, just, there's just so much. And we're going to take our time because we care about all of our listeners. We want to see you guys win. Right. And we're sharing this information. You it's know important. what, man? This is our part for America. Like, this is our part for the it's world. our service. You know what? I've time and time again said that part of the problem in this world is that education has gotten weak. Yes, flabby, you have. Fucking stretch marked. Yep. And I'm saying right now that the Hard Luck Show is doing its part to put real education into the hands of regular fucking people. We're educating you the hard way. Okay? Right. Learn the hard way. The hard lucks. That we went through, just gifts for you to win from. You know? Right. How how are we looking? We're good. All right. Listen, with that, hardluckshow.com, hardluckshow.com, go to the buy shop page. You will not only see a single from King Salmon, which will make you laugh your ass off. You will see the Art of War. Art of War. Download. Own it. Own Art of War. It. Live it. Do it. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.